Thank you for visiting Mobius Theory Spaceport. Please ensure your engines are in the off position. I want to discuss debunking three myths related to uh, the creative entrepreneur or the artist in general and things that kind of you hear all all the time or that I've even been told or, or heard directly and still hear to this day even after you get going and they're kind of basically they're all bullshit um, and the, a lot of it has to do with being naive or um, idealistic or just simply not knowing or not having the experience and, and that's just how things work and then there's like a kind of a bonus myth which I think is, uh, um, which is, I think, um, then, then you'll take over because I think this is what we were just talking about too. I think it plays into that. It's a nice way to come full circle. Um, I, I want to go through these quickly because I don't want to, I've, I've had some, all these podcasts so far have been like over, like an hour and I'm okay with just this being like a quick bang, gang bang. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the myth number uh, I'll should I read the, the three myths first and then we'll go through an order sure. okay the the first myth is has to do with saturation like not doing something telling someone oh you can't do that because this that market saturated um, the second one is um, it's it's kind of a myth it's 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 more of a cliche that you hear people say as a way to downplay or keep things in their place. Um, and they say, I'm not doing this to get rich. And then the third myth, um, which is, I think the big one that we always talk about, it has to be original. Like you can't copy, it has to be first, um, which I think are all bullshit. And then we talk about this all the time. And I just wanted to make a podcast with it because, um, you know, I think all these myths in turn would have kept me from even doing this podcast because I would have Ooh, to worry about point. like, yeah, it's just because I hate the sound of my voice. But, you know, if I had kept, let that happen, I wouldn't. Um, by the way, your your episode is getting listened to. Oh, is it? it it's interesting. Yeah. But all your fans are listening. That's good to hear. Um, Thank you, fans. I'm here with Mr. Haunt, who is, uh, we've been chatting away. Um, he has a permanent residence in the spaceport. He has an apartment up there or, or down, down there. there. In the, down there, yeah. <laughs> it's a little apartment. Mm, the world like, is my appointment. My, the, the universe <laughs> is my apartment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> myth number one. The, the saturation myth and my the I don't want to I don't know if I'll be too like coherent about this because it's early and I just kind of like want to be free form but um, one way to debunk this is and and you can chime in here what what market isn't saturated right like How? especially now sure yeah it was an overpopulated uh, earth uh... Absolutely. Oh, yeah, we hear 
the and another cliche which is looking off well you know still it still resonates to this day even in 2021 um like oh don't be like you know don't be an artist be a, a it's better to be a doctor or a lawyer like those those are the yeah, old, those are the right. two like professions that just fucking resonate with it. like they're the be all and end all to right, everything right. Meanwhile, and, I can make an entire podcast about how those are the two worst professions currently. Right, right, right. And talk so about so many reasons they don't make as much money as they used to, and there's not as much prestige as there used to be. Just in a nutshell. So. But you're right; those are the oh, archetypal. Sure. Uh, you know what, what every parent thinks that their kids should do. Don't be yeah. happy. Do these things. Right, right, and then. Um... You know, being a doctor, especially depending on um, what you want to practice. I mean, you—you—that's half a million dollars at at least just to get started in debt. Right. Um, I had a—I met a friend. It's funny. I actually happened to meet a friend. Not she's not really a friend. She was an acquaintance I met at an art show. Well, she's an artist. After listening to this, she won't be. <laughs> yeah, right. She's she probably it will never. It would be roundabout way. It would never happen. Um. Um, she was in an art show and I just was talking to her and um, this this kind of plays into my debunking this myth in a, even though it's kind of a tangent um, she she was a, a doctor so t- I asked her if she was an artist if she did this full time or she like did anything else and it's like oh no I just this is just like on the week like on the side like during the holidays and I'm a I'm an ER doctor um, so I thought, okay, well, yeah, she's making, she's, she's doing what she loves. She's making a lot of money, whatever, but it, she explained she was maybe in her fifties. Um, and she was only 12 semesters into 18 semesters of paying off student loan debt. She went to private school and <laughs> private school private school in both both ends like college and um medical school and specialists and got no it's basically took out loans for all of that and she will be paying for that even after she retires that's crazy that's fucking crazy isn't it that's extremely crazy right so she's making about that sounds good (laughs) right and then think about what she's making and it's just all just to pay for these loans. Right, right. Because most of the um, money that a doctor makes now goes to insurance companies. So doctors don't make uh, the large salaries that, you know, they used to. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and, and then I'm sure it's similar to law in terms of malpractice and just everything Absolutely. you need to do. To... And, and it's at the point now where almost anybody could pass the bar. And, uh, you know, lawyers, you know, aren't smart and don't care. And, you know, it's a, yeah, look at Giuliani. That's a perfect example. He's getting debarred right now. He's, he's a lunatic. I mean, he's kind of insane. He, I don't even know how he got, it was just all politics, how he got to be attorney general and, and, and of course yeah. mayor, but um, he's not really a good lawyer. Obviously he's not a good lawyer because people oh. <laughs> on Facebook are, are, you know, you don't want to play the game of like, you know, having an opinion on something you're not an expert in, but it's very, it was very clear well, right. what he was trying to do is not even right. Right. Um, 
and he'll he'll be a reason why our last myth uh, <laughs> our bonus myth comes into play um so yeah the saturation the idea of things being saturated doesn't even matter for one it's tell me something that isn't so Absolutely. is that going to prove is that going to be is that going to prevent you from getting on with your life and doing something and two um none of that applies because the you know brands and the way brands work anything in the past 10 years and the way the evolution of of commerce is 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 a personal level you know like even big businesses corporations are scaling down their tone and their brand to be more personal so even if you have a thousand people making uh you know uh, some some piece of art that's exactly the same like socks like there are a thousand <laughs> people that sell socks like they're all going to have their own personality that helps sell it. Right. And they're, they're going to be different by virtue of, of what you should do is, is present your yourself as part of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And I, you know, even, even, right. And even Wendy's with their Twitter account is doing that, you know, they're not just like this yeah. faceless company there. Right. They're snarky. Yeah. Those snarky redheads love them. Yeah. <laughs> and and how Twitter, I, I love I love seeing stories like this. Like Twitter's um, followers, no, sorry, what they who they follow is really clever. The you know about that the herbs herbs and sp- spices. Oh yes, uh, yes, I do. Oh, that's KFC. Sorry, KFC. I don't even know. I don't have yeah. a TV. I don't follow culture. So they... I, don't really, I get this mixed up. Oh. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I mixed it up. It's yeah, not yeah that's why it took Bur- me a minute. Yeah, yeah, KFC. Yep, all over it. Burger King is uh, kind of nothing, although their new brand is a little has a nod to seventies, um, seventies aesthetic. Um, yeah, the saturation is is bogus. It doesn't matter. Um, you're not going to be original anyway, and you're not going to find exactly. anything that. Um, that isn't oversaturated right yet we see new brands all the time that are making it right that's the thing that's a good point like you're going to be held off by this fact and stop your plan someone else is going to do it anyway come right behind you absolutely walk right over you (laughs) and that'll never stop right Uh, right on forever and i think that the reason it and, and the reason that you might one might be scared of that is because they feel um, that if they do the bare minimum, yes, you will you will get um, lost in a sea of of a million other people doing the same thing if you treat it that way. You know, if you just do the wrong things and just let the product stand for itself, um, which really doesn't work anymore uh, right. to an extent. You know, like. I think that people, well, this kind of has to do with the last myth. I think people want to feel like they have to get the, um, the, the hit the jackpot, like find some kind of dot com kind of uh-huh. idea that. <laughs> the lazy method. Yeah. The second, the, that I guess that answers the first myth because it kind of, um, I don't know if that's convincing, but it should be. 
I don't I didn't expect to like lay down six points and have articles and references, but it's of it's course. just stupid. Like basically if if you're not convinced that everything's already saturated anyway, why like you know that that, that shouldn't hold you back, then you're just good luck good luck finding something that Right. I'm I'm not here to I, I don't think we're gonna hold anybody's hand or like be nice to anyone. I think it you are just stupid if you're just worried about that. So Boom. do something else. So don't be don't be stupid. Um Yeah, the the this is not a myth, but it's a, an awful cliche and you, I still hear it all the time and it's like I'm not looking you know, I'm not looking to get rich doing this. And again, this I don't have a, any complicated way to explain this, but tell me and this is a great example with doctors and lawyers. Tell me something you would do that will guarantee you to get rich, right? Right. What is that? Right. Besides It's nothing. not <laughs> Right. And it's not being a doctor, that's for sure. No. No. And it's just a silly thing to say that kind of keeps people back. It keeps people from like being bold and proud of their achievements and they tend to downplay you know that they're going far because it's like well it's not big enough i'm not you know i'm certainly not even i catch myself saying this well i'm not kate spade or anything or i'm not there yet and it's like no it doesn't it shouldn't it shouldn't have to compare and it nothing nothing will get you rich what what will you know a college degree never have certainly won't nope that's been proven over and over right uh I know, I, I know far more people. I know far more people kind of busting their ass, doing art shows and making better living and quality of life, which is the real that's, issue. That's the real, real root of happiness, right there. Yeah, quality of life. Yeah, yeah. That's that can't be. That kind of is the underlying thing that debunks all this all these three myths anyway because um if you're if you're paying attention if you care about that then that should be a strong motivator and and if you're not caring about that it's that's just not a path to happiness you're all anything you do will be miserable right Uh, yeah because i i've you know my experiences you you know you're you're unique, I would I would say fairly fairly easily that most people aren't just blissfully happy happy in their careers. I think I think they right. feel like yeah. Right. Well I, not... I have no I've never had an interest in, in not being happy. <laughs> I've never had an interest in just you know, working myself to an early grave. <laughs> some you know yeah some job yeah that, you know it's not rewarding it's never appealed to me i've never you know uh yeah, yeah. i've i've always i've always been against uh these myths so i agree with them wholeheartedly and i yeah i could you know we yeah in, in the interest of time i i won't uh, elaborate on, on this but you're exactly <laughs> you're exactly right we could go on all day with examples yeah. of, of how uh harmful this myth is yeah and i think not only not only does it show it keeps people down not only does it not matter and you shouldn't have to say because it's a negative but also there are ways to be you know it's certainly possible 
to do well. And it, it takes a lot less than you might think. Um, you know, the Small Business Association's classification for a small business, there's which of, of which there's 33 million in this country um, and 97 or so, somewhere in the upper mid, mid to upper 90% per, uh, area are solo people. So most of like, most of the money is in a fraction of a percent of like these $10 million companies, which 30 million, which is still huge to us, but for some reason still classifies itself as a, a small business, right. which also includes people like, you know, a, a, a solo practitioner with no employees who makes 50,000 a year, wherever they live in a small market um, and can live really comfortably or 70,000 a year. Most people are like that. Most small businesses in this country are that. Yes. So you don't need to get rich anyway. So first of all, you shouldn't even worry about that. Right. Can you make, can you make 3000 a month doing what you're doing and, and, uh, or 6,000 a month? Um, that may not be good for a city like New York or San Francisco, but you know, it, it doesn't take that much and you don't need that. You'll realize that, Everyone's situation is different with expenses and debt and families, but it may not, it may not be, it may not be where you need to be rich in order to feel like it's worthwhile. Right. Like my, I know people whose cost of living scales up with what they make. So yes, they make one fifty a year, and they work fifty hours a week, but with their two cars and the house and the lifestyle it's it's consumed so absolutely yeah they can't travel they don't have the flexibility right. um right they're, so they're, they're quote, up to their eyeballs and they're, they're miserable right right miserable that's the other thing so quote they they may be quote making it that's something you cliche would say oh that's something i would rather be doing and not <laughs> just like struggling as an artist but really you really right right don't, well, what don't are, what's your, you know, what's your prime motivator then? Is it just, you know, pretension? Yeah. Yeah, yeah status and for, status? for you, but that's yeah. not going to impress I, us. I, I, you know, I grew up in a town that defines that, you know, and, and inevitably uh, everything crumbles, mm-hmm. you know, the family ends up in divorce yeah. and the house ends up mm-hmm. in foreclosure and every, the, the, kids, yeah. the teenagers end up killing themselves. And it's just, a, you know, it's a really uh, a recipe for, extreme disaster and tragedy yeah yeah and then well get to our last myth of uh, things having to be original or first which of course is the big one because none of that's ever true no nothing that's never been true with rare exceptions actually i would argue with the rare exceptions like um all art is a derivative of something else. And then um, all products, you know, certainly does Kate Spade redesigned the handbag. She wasn't original. She wasn't original right. in her take on, she didn't invent the handbag. Right. Um, so, but even then, if I, if the, in the rare instance where I invent something, which only happens once in a lifetime or two, and in our uh, lifetime may have happened a few times because of, the internet and technology right um look at look at a search engine 
Yahoo was first, but look at look at look at them. They're they're a joke. Right. Now. Right. Oh yeah, exactly. Yahoo. Yeah. AOL's a joke. Right. And that's not to. I I understand that that's some people made a lot of money still with that, and they still exist. So that's not necessarily a failure. <laughs> However, being first sometimes doesn't help you. Uh, what was Uber first or Lyft? I kind of feel like Lyft came first, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I forget. And social media works that way. Being first doesn't really <laughs> matter because look at MySpace. If you're on Friendster, Friendster <laughs> right? Someone else will come along and say, "This is how we're <laughs> going to do it better." These are your your flaws. So being first could help you. Betamax. Oh my god. Laserdisc. Um, oh, Laserdisc. Yeah. And someone will realize this is kind of stupid. Let's let's. How about we make it a third the size? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So that's kind of a. That's kind of a no-brainer. That's kind of an obvious one. That's not really much to say about well, it. Oh yeah, um, but it's a good because... one though. It's smart to. <clears throat> I think it's important to. <clears throat> for me, it's important to to say it and, and to give these examples yeah and it, because you know again yeah, i've said another podcast everything is derivative and, you know even if it's something that you know exists in some form in the universe you talk about search engines right. and stuff i mean search engines is just another form of, of how the human brain works so it's yeah that's true you know, it's, it's uh everything's derivative of something even if it's you know even if it's something uh you know from the universe or from biology or from science or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, that, that, and then why you don't worry about that is goes back into something we said in saturation was, you know, it's, it's going to be your take on it anyway. Absolutely. Like, and that's how it should be. And that's how brands work these days. So, absolutely. Uh, it, it's you. I mean, you realize it's you that's selling this and you're the brand then it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter that it's saturated doesn't matter that it's original and it doesn't even matter how much money you think you can make because it's it's there is no ceiling when you are presenting your own experiences and knowledge and approach to it then 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 the bonus is that that can't be copied yes nobody can copy this podcast because we're they could try it could be like mr mr scary <laughs> and tandy ores <laughs> <Tandy Orez. laughs> she sounds hot i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> mr scary that's the 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 nem your arch nemesis <laughs> better than history mont <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. I'm gonna. So I really wanted to rush to this bonus myth okay. because we were just talking about this before we started recording. We were talking about the New York City, and I, I, I sometimes, to, from time to time, here in Memphis, in a small market, um, I, I hear this. There's a the big cliche is um, move. You got to move to New York in order to <laughs> really get. <laughs> <laughs> and why explain why you're laughing if you can maniacally. make it there you can make it anywhere 
Uh, it's so romantic. It's romantic. Right. Oh yeah, location is so bogus, and and in New York, yeah, especially. <laughs> You're afraid of saturation. You want to move to the most saturated place, <laughs> but it's right. not even. Yeah, it's 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 uh, <clears throat> laughably irrelevant. Um, location is absolutely, especially now with the you know the internet and everything else and social media it doesn't matter where you're located so i'd rather be in a place where you know i could be surrounded by similar-minded people and in, in, in a cool environment i don't know like memphis for example yeah and uh, there's pockets where would you move like if present day if someone who is 20 or 25 and they want to move to new york like where are they looking they don't have a job they they might have a this is the worst case scenario. They made a huge mistake. They went to college and got like some kind of liberal arts degree. Um, and they're 25 and they want to move to Brooklyn now. Where, where, what do they, what situation do they find themselves in? Um, are they high rent, um, surrounded by assholes? <laughs> you know, I mean, I right. guess it's true that, you know, there would be, you know, more jobs in New York city, uh, potentially, um, uh, but you know but are they paying are they paying uh, enough to pay for your rent uh, how many roommates do you have right 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 i mean there's guys i know guys you know in chinatown with 19 roommates in a studio apartment <laughs> jeez yeah it's it, no it's ridiculous it's really ridiculous new york the cost of living is higher than anywhere else and, and it's um you know with the... there's a fun go ahead yeah no there's a funny joke uh, um in schitt's creek which i keep ha- hassling you uh... to, to watch but um it's this small town and um one of one of the characters was looking for an apartment and she she they told her it was 275 a month and they were kind of presenting it like it was high and being sheepish about it and uh daniel levy's character david says uh 275 i i pay more for that for my p.o box in manhattan (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've heard yeah even when i even before i moved I was reading about parking spaces being 500 a month in Manhattan. So I can't even imagine what that's like now. Oh, they're, they're, yeah. I've Uh, seen parking spaces at 2,000 a month. Wow. Yeah. No, it's, it's just the cost of living is ridiculous. I mean, yes, you know, technically, depending on what industry you're in, you can probably make a little bit more in New York than you could in other places and there's be a little bit more opportunity but you know right now that the offices you know especially covid i think has proved that you don't need to be in an office you don't need to yeah. be in, in, in the city you don't need to any of that yeah we're seeing a kind of implosion with uh, vacancies and and especially in Manhattan which is crazy yeah because if uh, there's not the office jobs and um, you're kind of seeing a worst case scenario, like good luck surviving there. Um, and and then in terms of like quality of life, like what do you have there if you're in the city because you don't have a car right. because insurance would be another thousand right, a month. Right, there's nowhere to put the car and, and it, there's nowhere to go and it's hard. You're stuck in traffic all the time. It's It's tough, it's tough. Right. So you're relying on you could rent the car to get out of the city once in a while, once a month. You can right. take, well, rely and, on the transit. And, and do you have the money for that? Yeah, you really, you know, especially if you take into right. account, like you said, like a, a kid with a liberal arts degree, he's already got his student loans to pay. He's got everything else to pay. You know, it's a, right, right. It's a dangerous, <laughs> financially dangerous, and it, it could suck your soul if you let it. 
yeah, yeah. it's um I, it, go ahead well i just was thinking that it would uh, suffocate some of the things that actually would just speaking specifically as a just as one aspect which is creativity but also just health in general and I, this is a topic that i'm gonna talk about with uh, my friend on another show but um in terms of creativity and just overall he- he- mental and physical health yeah. the the conditions that you're putting yourself in with stress and crowds and worrying about money and and just whatever goes on there in in new york would inhibit those things that you're moving there for anyway yeah, so it's just sure. kind of like um and i've seen that um I've seen those effects, you know, it's hard to be, let yourself be free enough to kind of create something or have an idea or put, put forth the effort when you're worried about, you know, one, when you're on the train for an hour yeah. going from Brooklyn to the Upper West Side. Yeah. hundred percent. And that being said, yeah, I, sure. I should, I have to mention the caveat. That I, I love the city still. I mean, I was born and raised in new york city and I, I love it very much but you know interestingly enough i choose to live just outside of it in the suburbs i don't have to deal with that as a lifestyle you know i still love going in you know on my own terms when i want to go in and, and knowing you know having grown up here having the friends and the family and, and the inside knowledge of you know what it is i want to get out of it and where it is and how i can do it and when i can do it that makes all the difference in the world for me so you know i'm still a new york lover despite all these changes and despite you know all that but yeah but in the scenario you're describing it's um uh, it's crazy i would i would never do yeah that. It, yeah it's um it, it it's some kind of weird badge of honor to not have lived further out like growing up i would you know people had this mentality of feeling like they wanted to be in the city and it just, it didn't get me anywhere. I mean, obviously I, what it did was um, keep me in uh, more of a career, not like a passion project and all those passion projects got squashed. Um, it just, and I know people respond differently and I think it might be better for someone who never lived there to move there and kind of thrive there. But um, it just, it just was, uh, it was challenging. It was challenging. And all those, I didn't understand that those three things we were talking about are myths. So they kind of kept me even further uh, in, in a place where I couldn't create anything. And see, Everything was very. And this is, this is the power of this podcast is that you've actually learned those myths personally. You've been on both sides yeah, of these myths. Yeah. And, and you talk from, from real life experience. You you believed all those things. You lived it, and you lived it in New York City. Yeah. So so you 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 live to tell about it, and you're here to warn others that you know, none of these things are the way to go. <laughs> you, you've escaped, and you've you know uh, blossomed, and you're a happy guy. So this is a I... heed this warning, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Where. Um, I used to think growing up, this is a, I guess we're tan- tangent, tangenting. Um, growing up, I lived closer in and I, and I was still just a stone's throw from lower Manhattan down in uh, 
Burham Hill, Gowanus. Um, and then going out to places like either with my dad or just um, maybe by bike. I don't know how I would have done this. But some of these places out there seemed like the end of the fucking world. Like like Sheep's Head Bay and yeah. Marine Park. They were truly, and, and everything was so like low. It was like not dense. Right. And I felt like it was in another state. Yeah, it does. It's uh, absolutely, you're, you're absolutely right. That's the exact feeling of it is. Like you're in the end of the fucking world. Yeah, and uh, now this is where some assholes have to live just to like. I don't even. I don't even know if that's true. Like, I don't. I'm. For all I know, Marine Park is actually pricey. Anyway. Well, nowadays, yeah, things are. Uh, there's no such thing as a neighborhood that's not pricey anymore. But. And to live out there, and that's a trek. That's a trek and a half. Train, right. Man. And, uh, yeah, and then there's a shit. ton of neighborhoods that train doesn't even go to. A fucking ton of neighborhoods. You have to take a yeah. bus to the train. Oh God, you don't want to do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny because uh, I guess we're going into cliches and not myths, but um, you know, you used to we used to grow up feeling like, well, at least you know, you wanted to avoid the Jersey side of things. But even when I was, uh, even in the '90s, people were living in places like Hoboken were like, like hopping. They were off the chain. Yeah. Right. And 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 it was affordable, uh, five minutes from Lower Manhattan. Right, right. And it's like, why wouldn't you live there? What what was I thinking? Why did I live in in fucking Williamsburg or Bushwick? Dangerous. Why did I even go out there? It took an hour to get to to Mother uh, at night. Wow. And 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 I forget about coming home. I had to take a cab because, you know. Yeah. Be damned if I was going to wait for the L train at three in the morning. Right, right. On a weekend night. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. And then the ca- and then the cabs. Right. And I know there's there's challenges anywhere, but that was pretty nice views of the city too from Hoboken out there. Yeah, but you know Hoboken and and that whole area of New Jersey is is now just as expensive as the city. Oh sure. You know, it's a you know, there's no real discernible difference between that and the city now. Like you said, yeah. it's just a little river, you know, separating the two with plenty of, you know, trains and stuff uh, connecting the two. So it's, <clears throat> yeah, it's gone in every direction. Yeah. Well, I I still want to uh, visit again soon after the all clear is here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we'll still welcome you with open arms, and there's still there's still old stuff to be found, and this, you know, there's always mm-hmm. going to be something new that is still interesting, despite all the negative changes. Yeah. So I try to be optimistic about it. It'll eventually come full circle. Well, and you know what? That's, the the um... people. You know, we can end on this. Like that. The, the people that the New Yorkers that have always been there, they, they, they're not going anywhere. The New York, you know, it still has its soul. The people are still there. They, they haven't left. They have nowhere to go. So the people that were there when you were a kid are still, you know, toiling and troubling away. Yeah, true. And, and there's still, you know, there's still souls that need to be fed. So, you know, it, yeah. it's, um, you know, that, that, that undercurrent of the city can, can never die. Those people are still alive and they're still here and we're, and we're still trucking. So that's that's yeah. gonna be the, the the saving grace of the city is is its soul. 
can't strip that away. That's an excellent point. And with that, I think that's a good, you're right. That's a good way to end. Thank you for um, sharing, listening. Thank you, Mr. Haunt, for giving some insight to all these topics. And what excellent topics they were, sir. Oh, well, thank you. Okay. Haunt out. Thank you for visiting Mobius Theory Spaceport.